Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of Drunk Eve History. <laughs> I'm your host, <laughs> Manic Velocity, and I'm joined by Reload, who has who may have may have a better voice than I do. And he probably does. That's that's impossible. We all know Manic <laughs> has the buttery sex voice here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you for joining me, man. Um, on thanks on, for having me on our second episode. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. So. You are uh, well. You how about you tell us? You tell us what you're gonna tell us what you're gonna tell us about. I'm gonna tell you the uh, the story, the legend, the myth that we have got to experience. If you play in Eve earlier on, is that we were promised we could walk in stations, but did it happen? Did we actually walk in stations? I guess we'll find out in the next hour or so. <laughs> okay, that's that's a perfect intro. I love it. All right, all right. Uh, well, what are you what are you drinking tonight, man? Tonight, I am enjoying this fine beverage called the Hacker Pschor. It's a German beer. I'm, a, I'm more into beers. I see you're drinking a White Claw. I'm, I'm kind of curious. I've never tried those. <laughs> well, Do you recommend? <laughs> um, well, so I was introduced to White Claw at um, E-Vegas 2019. Um, a wonderful lady from Pandemic Horde was just handing them out to people. And I, I understood like they were kind of a joke. They were a bit of a meme, <laughs> but uh, I tried one and it was pretty tasty. Um, but I've decided that White Claw is what you drink when you want to have alcohol, but you don't want to get drunk. Okay, interesting. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's it's basically flavored alcoholic seltzer water. Um, okay, okay. But uh, I I like them unironically now. They're they're pretty good. So that's that's my drink. You have choice. become a meme. All right, I've, gotcha. I've, 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 I'm on the meme train. <laughs> <laughs> I should try them one day. I think they're available here now yeah, too. They're they're pretty good. I mean, if you're into that kind of thing. I don't know. It's like nowadays, just beer for me, really. Like I yeah. used to try all the different things back in university, and I was like, you know what? I, I found my drink. But nice. that doesn't mean nice. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try other things. It's uh, it's important to broaden your horizons. So yeah, to totally. You gotta you know, and and whatever you like, you like. Mm -hmm, exactly does it come like in different flavors or how does oh it work? yeah there's like lime black cherry i've i've been on mango for quite a while now mango is really good um but i i would say black cherry or mango are probably okay. my, my favorites gotcha well definitely uh, it's a manic recommendation guys <laughs> mango black cherry mango. white claw <laughs> all right well mm -hmm. with uh with our introductions and discussion of booze out of the way, you want to kick us off with your story of, of walking in stations? Walking in stations. Well, let me take you back, back to prehistory here. This is before my time in, in EVE Online. Actually, it's even before, oh yeah, no, I started playing EVE Online about 2010. Um, but what I'm going to start talking about is this game called World of Darkness. I don't know if people have heard about it or know anything about it. The people that have been playing E for a while probably know a little bit about it. Uh, so back in the day, something like 2006-ish, 2007-ish, if my memory serves, serves me correct, CCP was like riding high, basically. They've, they've got subscribers. They were making bucks, basically making, making that, that isk, that shiny orm. And they wanted to flex it. So they're like, you know, what can we do? What can we buy? And they bought this studio called the, uh, oh shoot, Wolf something? Uh, do White you Wolf, remember? White Wolf White Studios. White Wolf, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So White Wolf Studios, uh, they were successful in terms of like tabletop RPGs. And they owned this World of Darkness series. Um, 
about vampires. So at the same time, this this roughly the same time when Twilight was all the rage, people were, were, were going crazy for it. So I'm guessing TCP thought, like, you know what, let's uh, let's go ahead, let, let, let's buy these guys out. They come with lots of IP, and um, let's make something out of it. Because with success of Eve Online, they kind of wanted to try it. So that was the first, as far as I know, their first foray into trying to develop a different game to repeat the success. Also, at the same time, MMOs were all the rage. Like everybody was was getting into MMOs at that time. Um, so yeah, they, they they bought that and they started developing it. Um, sadly, kind of like a spoiler alert, this is the game that never was uh, for a variety of reasons. I'm not going to go into detail about that. I think this could be like a whole different episode if people we'll, we'll do know, are interested. On <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so actually, spoiler alert. Um, Paradox Interactive bought World of Darkness. I don't know when they bought it, and they're releasing Bloodlines, Bloodlines 2 this year. So kind of the, the IP that CCP had, we're going to get a game out of it eventually, except from a different studio now, of course. Um, but in any case, so basically with World of Darkness, it was meant to be this MMO where you play a vampire, and they were developing a very cool character movement for it. It kind of was supposed to mimic... Um, Assassin's Creed a little bit, like you're supposed to be able to scale walls and climb and attack people and all all all, all the jazz. So uh, <laughs> why can I not? Sorry, I'm reading, reading the chat as well too. People are talking about uh, something here. We're we're trying to get a host from the five v five v five scrims channel, and apparently, hey, it's shout, not shout out the five v five. Yeah, shout out the five v five. I mean, they're doing a great job actually. It's uh, supporting it's good the to see. tournament scene. Exactly. I mean, now that we don't have the Alliance tournament, um, it's good to have you guys Rip. trying to recreate it. Rip and press F in chat. So I was going with this. Yeah, so um, World of Darkness, new character movement. Um, so yeah, basically the studio in the US, I think it was the Atlanta studio of CCP, they, they were working on this. And at the same time, I suppose, um, CCP had this idea, you know what? Let's move towards trying to introduce something similar to, uh, to to Eve Online. Like I said, they were riding high with their success. They had so many subscribers, and subscription numbers were still growing because MMOs are still very popular. Um, so they they tried to kind of build up a new core of the gameplay. They wanted to be they wanted they wanted Eve Online to be this game that is very unique. It still is kind of. Um, and at the time, it was very unique, very successful uh, sci-fi sandbox environment that has never been attempted before. At the same time, they wanted to push that envelope and go further and higher, uh, which is very ambitious goals. And so at this point in time, they kind of started to play around with the idea of walking in stations. Uh, and Manik will play your clip later on. Not yet, though. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. I, I, I linked him a video. Um, so roughly, this is when I started playing the game. I started playing Eve roughly in 2010. I think it was like August 2010. And for me, it was, um, it was a game that I kind of observed from the sidelines for a while. I was never into paying a monthly subscription. To me, that was like a big no-no. Like, you know, MMOs seemed kind of cool. At the time, there was no free MMOs, though. Like, you had to pay the 15 bucks a month to play anything, whether it's World of Warcraft or, or EVE. And I'm like, you know what, I, I don't want to do that. At the same time, though, I was very interested in the game. At the time, my very excuse me, favorite game of all time was Freelancer. I don't know if anybody's actually played that game or know about it. It was, uh, 
It was done by Microsoft Studios and was developed by the same guy who is now developing Star Citizen. <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's once again Star Citizen. We can make a whole show about that a whole if you other want. Episodes on, on that. Pro probably five, five, five of those episodes on the epic fail that it currently is. But uh, in any case, Freelancer for me was like this, this like awesome sci-fi game that I really got into. It was, it's very similar to Eve in, in a way. Sadly, you can't play it anymore, um, even if you get it, because it was developed for uh, the old-school CRT 4 by 3 aspect ratio. So you can never play, play it in widescreen unless you install a mod, but then like the graphics are cut off, you can never get the UI quite right. So unless you have an old monitor lying around, you likely will never be able to play it. But just like in Eve, um, you could either play the storyline or you could just go off and do your own thing if you wanted to. The map was quite extensive, not like Eve scale, but think about like 98 type, sorry, 1998 type games. The map had like 100 systems or something like that. You could fly around, you can make your, make your money, you could find out trade routes, you could mine. And I know mining is, a, is people, people, oh, people hate mining. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah, but that's kind of what got me into Eve. Because believe it or not, so what I would do in Freelancer is that in Freelancer there's these like space lanes. Basically, to travel between points in space, you would have to activate the space lane, and you would go from one station to the to the next station. As a pirate, you could attack one of the rails, so to speak, so you so the ships would drop out of warp, and you could then destroy them. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's a different way of playing. But as I was trying to get more like loot out of NPCs by doing this method, I saw like asteroids floating around. I'm like, let me try to shoot one. So I shoot one, something comes out. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that, that's kind of cool. You know, get a little bit of ice chunk here, some ore there. Like, you know what, that, that, that's kind of nice. And that's what my, my friend told me. Like, you like doing this thing in freelance, you know, there's even line. You can go like mine there. They actually have a whole like whole economy built around player interactions and players gathering resources and selling it and building ships. I'm like, oh, that, that's kind of neat. Would like to check that out. And three years later, I was in EVE Online, basically, in, in, in 2010. Um, I decided, you know what, why not? Why not give it a try? And they had the whole thing of like first month three. I'm like, yeah, you know what, let's do it. So yeah, I joined up. I, was, uh, I did not get into metagaming at all for maybe four or five years playing playing the game. Like, there was no reload. There was just me just playing playing the game by myself. Uh, I would go out, I would try to find the best mining spots. Of course, naturally, first time I settled, like, right outside of Jita, like, one spot, one jump away, just so I could, don't have to, wouldn't have to haul my ore all the way to Jita to sell it, you know? Very, very quick. Very, so very I, I was, efficient. Very efficient. I mean, yeah, I got ganked a few times, almost rage quick because somebody flipped my jet can. <laughs> you know, the good, the, the the old school noob way of playing EVE Online. It's uh, <laughs> kind of like thinking back and reminisce about it, like, man, what a dumbass I was. You know, <laughs> I could have been doing I, so I much. Th stuff. I think everybody has that moment at some point in <laughs> Probably, their EVE right? career where they think back to, <laughs> yeah. God, what was I doing? What the hell was I doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was, I was doing that for a while. Um, uh, I kind of joined this corporation. They 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 recruited me because they saw me flying a hauler through Losec, and they're like, you know, you're gonna die, right? I'm like, I, I guess, <laughs> you know, yeah, I guess I could, but you're not killing me, so whatever. It's like, you know, what, come join us. So I was uh, kind of like playing with them for a bit. At the same time, my friend joined the game too, 
And he actually went hardcore into like metagaming. He would be on the forums and stuff. And he would be my source of news as to, you know, what's, what's happening in EVE Online. Um, and he would, he would now and then mention to me, you know what, CCP, what the hell are they doing? They're, they're working on some like twinkly skin to the Twilight kind of like vampire game. And I'm like, yeah, you know, what the fuck with that? You know what? Why not? <laughs> why, why are we doing that? Stick to Eve. Twilight, so, the MMO. Yeah, exactly. Twilight MMO. Yeah. So I was, without having like all the information, I was raging too. I'm like, why are they doing that? At the same time, though, the byproduct of, of that was Incarna. And I'm not going to get into like the whole idea of, of Incarna yet. Because at the same time, what, what CCP was doing is that they got White Wolf Studios. They were working on this. I'm going to call it Vaporware because there, there was no game. That's, that's essentially well, what it was, yeah. Yeah, well, 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 Darkness. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to introduce Dust. Dust 514. The whole idea was that multiple games could share the same code and then like they could interact with each other, which is unique. I don't think anybody else has done it so far, except for CCP and with Eve Online and, and Dust. The concept was great. Um, so they started building Dust, which once again, they kind of pulled resources away from the World of Darkness and the Incarnate expansion that was supposed to introduce walking in stations. Um, the biggest problem with Dust, in my opinion, and I think everybody shares that opinion, is that it was exclusive to, to, to PlayStation. There, there's been other kind of problems with it along the way, but uh, the main sticking point is that it was exclusive, so not everybody could play it. And there was, of course, bugs when, when, when it was released. But the core, the very core of the gameplay was, was very, very cool in a way that another game could impact what's happening in EVE and vice versa. Um, so as I was hearing that, you know, I was thinking, well, that, that's kind of cool. So we're going to have a game where you, you could actually use EVE assets. You use your character and, and like walk around and shoot other people. And then you have EVE Online where you could do the same thing with spaceships. Then that's kind of cool. At least that was in my opinion. And that's when I learned when I saw this video that Manic is going to play right now, if he can. Yeah. Um, that that was like the earliest prototype of walking in a station of what it was supposed to be and what it was supposed to show. Um, and to me, that kind of blew my mind because unlike what we have right now where we create these awesome looking characters, still to this date, EVE Online has probably one of the best character creators out there without, <laughs> without any reason for it, actually, because we don't play with characters anymore. You know, once you, once you create your character, you don't see it. You don't even look at it. Yeah, yeah. And... So at the time, they were working on this new system called the Carbon Engine, and they, had, so, they, they would. Before you go any mm -hmm. further, I'll. Well, you're you're going into the Carbon Engine, so like, mm -hmm. yeah. Can, continue with what you're saying, and then I'll I'll play the video. Sure, sure, yeah. So with 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 the, with the Carbon Engine, they were actually also partnering up with Nvidia, and they were showcasing all these sort of cool, cool ways, like the, the physical effects on the clothing. I mean, that wasn't for Eve Online; that was for World of Darkness. But you would see this model walk on the stairs and like the cloak would, would be like perfectly like how you would actually expect it to be in in real life. That was like mind-blowing. And... Yeah, yeah. Um, so to, to me, like I'm looking at all these videos, I'm thinking, wow, wow Eve is going to be such an awesome thing. Um, like within our little corporation, our little high-stake corporation, we were like brainstorming like absolute news. You know what? We're going to have a storefront. You know, we're going to have our hangers with ships. We're going to show them off. We're going to build a bar and all that stuff. 
And to me, because I look back to Freelancer, the one of the things you could do in Freelancer is that once you land on a planet or a station, you go to a bar to like get missions. And they would do like little animations of you, but you can never walk around it because just like Eve, Freelancer was purely ship based. But you have these little cutscenes once you land in the dock to like show your character and uh, what you can do to interact with other characters. So to me, that was like, wow, my favorite game, Freelancer, is going to be kind of like reincarnated in Eve Online now. Like you have this awesome, awesome universe with other people. We can we can shoot each other in spaceships. We can mine resources. And when we're tired of that, we can just get into our avatar and meet other players as, the, as avatars, as opposed to just chat. Um, that, that was to me like absolutely like heaven. You know, this is the panacea of gaming. This is it. This is going to be great. You're, I was so looking forward to it. <laughs> you're, you're bringing back so many memories. I, I remember, yeah, there was this really, this really cool feeling that Eve was expanding in a way that had never even nobody thought was even possible at the time um mm -hmm. and so many things were were coming down the pipeline um okay so i i'm gonna i'm gonna play the video in the background Ooh. here obviously yes, yes, uh, later later on when this gets published as a podcast um uh for those listening you won't be able to see this obviously but the link will be in the description of the podcast episode yeah. so well you know uh, i i I can't see the video, but Manny could uh, comment on it as to what, what he's seeing right now on the screen. Yeah, this is like one of the prototypes that they, they released. The graphics look kind of cheesy and bad but think about it this is but this way was before like pre 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 alpha exactly yeah yeah very cool very cool yeah right so that that really fired up my imagination as to what eve could be um, because in, in a way, back then we didn't have Discord, you know, we, we had TeamSpeak, um, but basically we interacted through chat, like in-game chat. Um, fleets actually used to have built-in audio. Don't know if they do anymore, but, but we just don't yeah, use them anymore. Right. Eve used to have its own voice chat client built yeah. into the game. I totally forgot that's about right. that. Oh my God. Yeah, that, that's and since then... been removed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so, because nobody uses it, right? Nobody uses uh, it. The funny the funny part about it is that you wouldn't sometimes you would join it but then like you have to assign a special role to yourself like either you wouldn't hear people or you would speak and they wouldn't hear you and it, it was a whole mess but it was fun it was fun try, trying to uh, to figure it all out so but because of that we didn't have many personal or like more more personal relationships with with your own corp, corp mates and, and stuff like that so to me bringing in the avatars would be like the next step of kind of bonding further with other players in EVE Online. And like Manik was saying, at the time, it was there was so much excitement surrounding EVE Online because, like I said, it was it was at, at, at its peak. Uh, the subscription numbers were growing. CCP was doing fairly well in, in, in terms of money. But kind of like the rot was starting to set in a little bit. You, you wouldn't see it too much, but slowly but surely, things were not, not working out too well. Especially, especially for the incarnate expansion, and at the same time, 
people were, first of all, were upset that CCP was spending money on World of Darkness, myself included. Now, thinking back, I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have been upset about that. <laughs> you know, probably would have been kind of cool to see the game actually develop, but it wasn't developed not because of pushback from EVE Online players. Uh, I'm not going to get into to why it wasn't developed, but it was like a lot of management issues within within the two different studios and s stuff like that. Um, so yeah, EVE was crazy exciting place to, to join and, and experience, but at the same time, a lot of people were speaking out against developing walking stations. And you can still kind of hear the same sentiment today. It's like Space Barbie, you know? People don't want Space Barbie. <laughs> Eve is only about spaceship and it's only about TVP. And if you say otherwise, you're wrong and get the hell out. That's that's kind of the attitude you can hear from some corners of the game still. Um, uh, so still, CCP persisted. They they pushed through. We did get our walking in stations. It was introduced. It was introduced with a lot of fanfare because uh, at the same time, Dust was released as well, and we had Planetary Interactions released as well. So brand new kind of like branch of, of, of EVE Online. And as far as I remember, the whole idea about Planetary Interaction, Dust was supposed to impact it. So like, if you were building a colony in your PI on a planet that was like in conquest mode or whatever, in those factional warfare zones, it may be affected how much output it does or like your... your um, structures and equipment could be captured but that, that, that never came came to fruition of course um at the same time dust was introduced it flopped badly um sadly at the same time because like a year or two down the road when they fixed all the issues it was a fairly decent game but at the same time once again it was on uh, on playstation 3 it was on the old hardware and not and then, everybody has PlayStation. At, at the time that Dust launched, the PS3 was basically reaching its end of life stage. That's right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was poor timing, definitely. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember if it was because Dust was delayed a little bit or just the way it worked out. And I kind of I kind of understand. Uh, Sony does this a lot to a lot of different uh, gaming corporations they they entice you with lots of money up front they're like you know develop with us exclusively and you get this and ccp probably thought you know what let's get the money um but yeah unfortunately because majority of the player base well not majority 100 percent of the player base right now <laughs> for you online is pc based so like you know if i'm playing you online i don't want to go up to my console and, and play dust 514 so that that, that kind of meant that you were supposed to get a brand new influx of gamers to Dust 514, but at the same time, yeah. Uh, bugs within the game as well as older console that, that did not bode well. Even though the game was free, you could just download it and play it on your on your PlayStation. There was no there was That's no right. kind of like oh god. Yeah. <laughs> and it still flopped, which is yeah, it's kind of a <laughs> yikes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um Yes, so Incarna rolled in to rolled in with all of that, and including a lot of player grief with CCP, which I'm not going to get into. Uh, that's going to be on a different dude, episode. Dude, get into it. No, this is why we're here. No, no, no. It's uh, for a different episode. It's okay. for the uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to steal a thunder from from it. <laughs> you know. You basically. <laughs> I, I, I gotta. I gotta ask. Hold on. Before we go any further, and this might. This might be my alcohol talking. Did you have a beard at one point? I swear, 
you had a beard no, you know what? at one point. I can't. I cannot grow a beard if I try. Uh, <laughs> okay. I try. You know what? If, Neither if this can was, I. Like, You're not the only one. <laughs> if this was like three days ago, you would see my beard that I didn't shave for like two weeks. I get like a little bit here, but then here's like all whiskers. I'm just, and yeah, it's I'm, like, I'm looking at your face and I can't remember if you had facial hair at one point or not. <laughs> <laughs> What's in that white claw? Is it just white claw? It's just white claws. <laughs> I'm on my third one, but I don't know. <laughs> No, no, no. I think I'll have. Uh, I might be. I might be divorcing if if I have a beer. Basically, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Actually, my daughter. Uh, she's uh, love her to pieces. She's like, she's five years old. She uh, anytime like I get a bit of a stubble, she goes up to me and says, "Daddy, please shave." Like when? When are you gonna shave? <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, yeah. Have to have to appease my little five year old monster here. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. back back to well, anyway, <laughs> back to uh, facial hair and stuff. Uh, would you grow a beard, Madden, if you could? Uh, if I could, I I probably yeah, I, anything to make me look slightly older than I am. Everybody thinks is I'm that, like every, everybody thinks I'm for? like twenty years old. I'm I'm perpetually that, that's a 20. good thing though. I I guess, but like nobody takes you seriously when you're twenty. So hey, I, can I segue? Can I segue into something here? Like, not related. Yeah, All right. So, oh shit, Drayden is here. Dray okay, Dr Drayden will know a bit of a background story for this. <laughs> Eve North last year, um, Dirk McGurk brought his family along with his daughter. And we're all kind of hanging out together well, for I think, like I think I know this story. <laughs> three days, yeah. <laughs> Two or three days. We're all hanging out together, right? Uh, just getting to know each other and um, fun people. Love them to pieces. <laughs> it's uh, Dirk. Party animal and Drayden is right up, right up there with with him. <laughs> Anyways, fast forward to the uh, the party. Basically, um, we we I don't know how we did it. We rented this crunchy ass uh, club. Basically, probably the dirtiest club I've ever been to. Dirk loved it though. He's like, "This is the best of, motherfucking club." Of course, club he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is where you hear the bands that are becoming big names, and this is where you hear them first. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I just remember because we we pretended to be like the permanent band cover band. I remember walking in the oh, back room, right. and I'm, yeah, and I remember like this like this one little light bulb in the back room, like yellow. You can't see anything, and I'm like, I just wonder how much drugs was, were done here. Probably like tons, you know. <laughs> the stain, the stain. From yeah, the I'm smoke. like, I just yeah, I just. Which, <laughs> I kind of feel like I have to take a shower just to step it out of the room. Eh? Anyways, we did our bits. We go out on the dance floor. We're having fun. You know what? Uh, I, I get a few beers because I have the tokens for uh, Mrs. McGurk and, and Dirk's daughter, right? So we're all done dancing in there. And then all of a sudden, she realizes that I'm married with two kids. And she's like, what? She... <laughs> And at this point, the rumors started flailing oh, like crazy. No. So, like, basically, she just overheard it. She was, like, shocked that I looked this young. She was so disappointed. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. I mean, to me, I'm like, holy shit, you know what? This is, like, boosting my, my self-confidence here. Look at me go. <laughs> In the meantime, people started circulating the fact that uh, we were dancing close as if she, 
leaned over to kiss me and I blocked her face and moved it away saying I'm married. And I'm like, that has never happened. I would never put my, my hands on, on, on anybody like, like that. <laughs> Dirk comes like storming into me like, you made my daughter upset. Oh, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, what can I do? <laughs> Of course, this is Dirk, like, you know, drunk rage. He forgot yeah, about it. Within yeah. Buzz again. It's, uh... But yeah, sp speaking about looking young. Uh... <laughs> um, so she, uh, on, uh, it was a couple of months ago, I was on an episode of Open Comms, and she, it was like towards the, towards the end of the episode, and she came on, she, she barged into Dirk's office or whatever. And I remember did, that. I was there. Yeah. And, and she looks at me and she's like, oh my God, you're the dude that we hung out with in Toronto. And I'm like, no, I wasn't in Toronto. She thought you and I were the same person. I remember that. I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> I think, you know what we should do one day? We should dress up as those Matrix twins and just like throw yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we are getting aggravated. <laughs> Oh, good times. It's oh, it's never a dumb moment at Eve no, meetup. So no I, I got to be honest, yeah, man. It's always a blast. <laughs> hey, Mom Bellicos is here too. Hi, hi, Mom. Hey, Mom Bellicos. Hey, hello, everybody in chat. Yeah, hey, hello, everybody. Elise, we... Elise is in here, even. Elise, Elise, holy shit! You know what? I have a chat open. I don't even look at it because I'm kind of trying to <laughs> go with the flow here, telling telling the story. But hi, everybody. How's it going? Manik and I here are, you know, doing our shtick. We, we hope you're enjoying episode two of Drunk Eve History. Reload and I are enjoying it. Let's get back to oh, walking yeah. in stations. Right, Eve. Right, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> that's why Should we're we, here. Where did I stop? Okay, I chat, chat. E I don't even remember. Somebody in chat, help us out. Where did we stop? Oh, <laughs> Sober ones, please. Uh, uh, FC. Right, so we were, <laughs> we were talking about Dust. Dust was on the PS3. PS3 was reaching end of life. Um... Dust was like connected to faction warfare, but the yes, the, uh, this concept of like connecting Eve, um, and and Dust together, like you would have one login essentially where you could play both games using the same character, even though the games mm -hmm. were on separate platforms, right? Right, right, something like that. And you know what? I should have linked another video for you. This is like the well polished trailer for um, what was it like? different games same world or like one universe multiple one, games one universe i think i remember this yeah yeah I'll, that I'll was have like to, i'll have to go back and look for that yeah don't, don't worry about it now it's okay people can look it up especially uh if they're veterans of you they know what you're talking about this like epic montage of um dudes in station walking around like then they look at this like war that's going on outside on the planet at the same time you see dust mercs like dropping in from the atmosphere fighting out the dust mercs and as these guys on the sh on the station or ship are looking at the planet, somebody bursts into their room and like assassinates them, like in yes. person with the avatar. And that was like, like wow, like we could potentially have this. Um, so it was it was the the idea of bringing avatar gameplay into Eve, which it had hmm. never had before. It was always just you create your character, you make your character portrait, and that was it. So the idea yeah. of of being able to get out of your ship. And walk around in stations was a very cool idea because it, it it would open up all these other avenues of potential gameplay. 
Mm-hmm. Well, to, to, to me, it was. But like I said, there was so much pushback. I know it was at the same time, it was related to the faults with Incarna, which, um, yeah, th- there were massive glaring faults there that we still feel the reverberations reverberations from you know what it's talking about to this day basically uh incarnate was the turning point for ccp and even online more so than some people realize i think um yeah it has the profound effects on what happens with the whole gaming universe and we still feel it today um but yeah like um before that you would you would create your character you would make just a portrait the the character creator was kind of cool like you choose your background you choose your race you choose like like gender hairstyle and that you can like angle your head a little bit if you wanted to but it was very cartoonish very basic and then incarnate hits and all of a sudden you have this like high definition models with proper physics to close and you can sculpt the shape better than you can do it in Sims at the time. Like you, you can make your your own face in even line if you really wanted to, and you, and had the patience to painstakingly like move the bone cheeks two centimeters apart. Um, you could do that at that at that at that point in time, which is great. But at the same time, uh, it demanded a lot of resources. People's computers were like crashing trying to run that. Mine was, I know that's for sure. Because before that, even line was like uh, the graphics were cool, but you didn't need a high end PC to run it. You, you really didn't. You could do it like on a on a low end laptop, and that would still be fine. But yeah, with this introduction, it was it was very pleasing visually. Um, but I don't think a lot of player base could get into it. And there was a lot of raging that was going on at the same time. You know, Gur Space Barbie, even line should be only spaceships. And I kind of get that. And we'll get into it maybe at the end when I'm a little bit more drunk uh, once I discuss how it, how it all ended. But at this point in time, yes, we have Incarna. We have walking in stations. Kind of. Sort of. And we have dust. And it's all linked. So when I say kind of, sort of, walking in stations, at first we only got Minmatar stations station to walk in. They didn't release all the stations at once. Uh, well, and, particularly... and it wasn't even the station. No, no, it no! Was it a was single room, captain's quarters. <laughs> it was captain's quarters. And this, see, this see, is I coming. Don't... This is coming after like years of anticipation. I think yes. that that video I played earlier. I think that came out in like two thousand eight. Yeah. Maybe oh yeah. Before then, so like this is years. That's three years. Development. At least. Yeah. Yep. Yep, and like I said before, when I was playing the game, there was no reload. There, I did not meta game. I didn't browse the forums that much. Maybe like a little bit. Uh, my, my only like kind of like finger in the pulse of what's going on was my friend who was super into all all of this. Um, and I was expecting Carter to show up with all these different stations and this, this these environments. And like just in my time, I'm like kind of cool, but a little bit bummed. But you know what? Kind of still 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 excited about it. Uh, it was laggy as hell, and at least on my computer, um, you couldn't really walk. Funny enough, the player models at first, within like first month or two, they didn't move their arms. So when you were walking your character, is you that just true? Like this. For me, it was. Maybe it was my settings. Oh but... God, I don't remember this. Your arms would <laughs> they... just hold stiff at your sides. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was uh, initial rollout was well as expected. <laughs> Let's be honest here. <laughs> Nothing ever works out great if the, the first time they fixed it eventually. Um, but yeah, um, so it I, I kind of enjoyed the fact that you could walk around the, the captain's quarters. There wasn't much to do. Uh, you could you could you could change your appearance. There was like a mirror there. You could watch the TV. You could access your corporation. Basically, you can kind of interact with captain's quarters as you would in a normal ship spinning environment. Uh, but it would just be a little bit more cumbersome in in a way because uh, you would have to find where to access certain points. So, like if you want to fit your ship, you would have to go to your table, look up your ship, and click on it. Uh, Ra- which rather was... than rather than opening the window up in your neocom, yeah, which was yeah super quick and super easy mm-hmm. in captain's quarters you would have to physically walk over to a certain area and open up the interface from there exactly um so if you were being efficient that was not the best way if you were kind of like role playing and really attaching yourself to your character yeah okay kind of makes sense from that perspective probably would have benefited if there was like a diff, like a what do you call it a middle ground be- between the two but that was it um and, and and yeah, so people's computers were kind of crashing at the same time because <clears throat> they they couldn't do it. So what CCP had to do, they had to make the uh, captain's quarters optional because there was so many complaints. First of all, people were like, "But I like ship spinning," you know. <laughs> That's right. They they removed yeah. they removed the ship spinning aspect. Yeah, it was completely you, you gone. Had to use captain's quarters. Mm-hmm. And and personally, I get that. Like my my computer was not able to run captain's quarters efficiently. Like I would log in and I would try to undock as quick quick as I could because hell, my computer can't run this. Um, so yeah, eventually within like I don't know, I don't know how long nowadays. Like it's just fuzzy to me. But they fixed that. It became optional. And that kind of set the seeds for the death of walking in stations. Making this optional because people can't use it on their current hardware means nobody's using it kind of thing. At the same time, in the captain's quarters, there was this, uh, the door, hashtag open the door, was trending for a little I while. Remember this? Oh my God. I'm getting so <laughs> right? <many> flashbacks. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, um, people would, would would see the door and you would click on it and it would say something like either the environment wasn't ready or, you know what? It's like the, yeah. the station environment was contaminated or something? Something like that, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so you were stuck in this tiny apartment, basically. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, the cool thing is you could walk back and you could see your ship in full scale and that was kind that, of a very, very cool, cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you would know exactly how it works out within the, the station or architecture because you would still see the same like ship spinning hangar, but you only you would have the captain's quarters. I'm like, what, what about right. the rest of 100 yeah. people that are in the same station as me? <laughs> um, but yeah, so th- that was the initial rollout of uh, walking in stations. And I think it took them like a long time, like I think a year. I may be wrong on this but probably about a year to roll out the other three. I don't know if anybody the, the in chat... The other three interiors? I, I don't remember how yeah. long it took, but it, it yeah, was a I'll while. Think. Yeah. It was a while. Yeah, it's a, a little bit of a background info. So what was happening, and like I don't want to do CCP too much, um, the Reykjavik team was working on walking in stations, and they didn't build everything in time. 
So they could only complete Minmatar station. That's why like they rolled rolled that out only when Incarna hit. So after Incarna, CCP pulled the artists and coders from the World of Darkness team to design the rest of the three. And they did it in like a record time, which which kind of like created a lot of tension between the two different field offices, you know? Because they were familiar with the framework and the architecture of... of... I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, they could just do it so much faster. Um, so it's, that's kind of like a... It does, it's not here, here or there. It doesn't really affect working station, but that's kind of a, a thing I read somewhere. I don't remember where anymore, but like they created a lot of tension in terms of like employees kind of like one team showing the other team up. Right. But yeah, if... Eventually, we got the other three, and they look sleek. At the, at the same time, they kind of fixed the performance issues, and people's PCs were upgraded a little bit by that point in time, I think. So there was not that much lag in it. So more people technically could start walking the stations, but once again, a year passed, maybe less, maybe maybe more. There's nothing else to do in there. It's literally, you come in, take a look at your interior. Yeah, it looks cool, but you know what? This is still primarily a spaceship game. And there's nothing to do here in Captain's Quarters. So once again, people just, just d disabled it. There was no point to it whatsoever. Hmm. At the same time, of course, we were getting more cosmetics for the characters, which kind of looked cool. It was still relevant because you could create a character. You can make your character wear different clothes. or like I think they even introduced the tattoos at that point in time, like, on your, like to wear a sleeve on your left or right hand. Yeah. So you could look at your character, uh, but you, you could not... You could never do anything with it. And um, yeah, at this point in time, this kind of says the very long-term death of, of walking in stations. Because literally, nothing else was done to it. The, there the, was so the, much... the decline started as soon yeah. as the feature was released. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, you know what, the heat death of the universe. You, you familiar with that at all, Manic? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Let me so every, just talk everything a little bit. Everything is just evolving towards a, a constant state of decay. Kind of like that, but at the same time, it's like what we see right now are visible universe. Uh, once it all goes away into black holes, that's really when like only like a quarter of the universe's lifespan begins or something like that, because black holes are going to be decaying for like eons, basically, with nothing. So that, that that was kind of like to me that was the start of the death of walking the stations because, like I said, so so much backlash. The CCP was like, "Oh shit, we're not gonna touch this with a ten foot pole. Uh, we're not gonna be developing it anymore." Um, people were were, were um, unsubscribing for multiple reasons um, because of different development cycles. Uh, MMOs stopped being popular. That's another big hit to, yeah, to EVE Online. Like the, the early 2010s, mm -hmm. I would say, is when the MMO genre started, started on just, a downtrend. Yeah, it just peaked at that time, and then it was all downhill from there. Uh, lots of actual MMOs died in that, in that span. Like, uh, the Matrix and, and Online a... died in that time. I just want oh, to shit, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. I was yeah, like I said, I've never really played any MMOs except for, for EVE Online. Um, so, yeah, that's... That, that that's just the way it is, you know. What the industry goes through ebbs and flows, yep. and uh, that this this is this is what it is. And the mob is fickle, and they move on to, to something else. <laughs> um, shit, what was I saying? 
let's see. Uh, so CCP stopped stopped working on developing captain's quarters we, they i don't think it was ever officially called walking and stations was it no 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 it's um the feature was called was right walking station but this was called captain's quarters captain's um, quarters so they didn't stop working on it and that's another big issue about it uh because with every update it, because we all know how well maybe not all of us know uh, but if code works in mysterious ways, you know what? You 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 add a ship here, all of a sudden your your citadel stops working. <laughs> you know, Leg legacy because, code. <laughs> yeah, legacy code. This is, by the way, this is why we have citadels because the person who coded player-owned stations did not code them well or did not document them well, and then tragically died in a car accident. And and yeah. and ever since then, it's like. They yeah. adjust like one point in point, and then it breaks everything else. If, <laughs> if I remember correctly, he actually commented the code in two different languages. I think Icelandic mm. and English, which is okay. really weird. And yeah, um, not everybody, not everybody at CCP at the time could really understand everything, all, all of his comments in the code. So yeah, it was right. it was hard to read. Yeah, so it's like. Um... With every update, they, they had to do something to Captain's Quarters, which means more dev time. At well, the same time... It, it was it was like quality. It was QA testing. Every, yes. Every yep. new thing that they added to EVE, they would have to test against Captain's Quarters, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. So yeah, at the same time, yeah, look, MMOs are declining. All of a sudden, CCP has a decline in their bottom line. They're not getting as many subscribers. People are subscribing either because they're just done with Eve, they want Eve, they're mad at CCP, so they're just not subscribing for, for that reason, or you know for whatever other reason, the, the numbers started to decline. Their attempt at making extra, because at the same time, and I'm going to touch a little bit on it, the micro microtransactions came into place at that time as well, became very popular with multiple games, and CCP did not go that route. Thankfully, uh, they. They tried, they didn't, didn't, and this, 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 this is going to edit that. This is another yeah. episode. <laughs> another episode, another episode completely. So, so CCP's plan to get more money flopped at the same time. So their their bottom line starts to, to decline more. They have World of Darkness that they're trying to work on. They have Dust Five on Four that they have to fix, and they dipped into VR with Valkyrie. <laughs> same time. Um, Personally, because I'm a VR fan and addict and whatever you call it, uh, I, I loved Valkyrie. Um, once again, Segway, it's not really even line related, but um, Valkyrie was a flagship for, for Oculus Rift. Um, it, it, was, it was developed alongside with hardware. Basically, the devs had to wait for Oculus to catch up with hardware in order to be able to build the game. This was meant to be like a watershed, a hallmark game to be shipped with Rift. And it was shipped. Of course, the gaming world was not ready for VR for, for multiple reasons. It's a different episode, maybe. <laughs> we're just building our episode. Yeah, we're just here. building a library, Mike. There's so much <laughs> you know? to talk about. In season three of uh, Drawn Gaming <laughs> History with Manic Velocity, <laughs> and your recurring recurring guest Reload, uh, we're talking about VR now. Anyways, <laughs> because of uh, 
cost and hardware limitations, people could not adopt it fast enough for CCP to gain profit. Uh, VR is something I know in depth because I'm really like having a finger on the pulse in that industry. And yeah, it was not ready for that for multiple reasons. And CCP really hedged their bets. They, they, they did a great job in advancing the industry, but they couldn't predict that it's not going to start up as this hot new commodity. It's not going to explode overnight. It's going to be like a decade build, like a slow decade build. Um, so they had those four games on a line at the same time that they were spending their development resources on. Meanwhile, their flagship, the, 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 the moneymaker, was bleeding subscribers. <laughs> it, it was a perfect it, storm of... It really of was. Bad bad uh uh jesus i don't even know what i'm trying to say anymore thanks white claw circumstance <laughs> this stream is brought to you by white claw Cir circumstance that's literally the word <laughs> i was looking for thank you <laughs> you're welcome how am i more articulate right now you do realize i'm esl right i'm english the second language <laughs> god but, god only knows man Okay, I didn't ask you this, but how how much percent is White Claw? That's, that's oh, that's geez, the key it's issue here. so it's so small. Let me hold on. Five percent alcohol oh. by volume. So okay, so so it's beer. It's kinda. it's it's a very light beer, and but I mean, Christ, I'm shit light beer. Fuck, what I'm, am, what I'm am I hundred. I'm hundred and seventy pounds soaking wet. So I'm I'm a lightweight. So yeah, it. I think I think I said earlier at the beginning of the show, White Claw is what you drink when you don't want to get drunk, and but I'm I'm eating those words now. Okay, so Matic, whenever I'm back on your show, if I'm ever back, I'm gonna get White Claw, okay? And then okay. we're we're gonna go one to one, and then we'll see. Uh, by the way, if you don't guys don't know, Manic is a freaking giant. I mean, he's saying he's trying to make himself look younger and small. He is a tall hunk. I mean, I'm when tall. I, first, I I don't know about when I first either. met him. I'm like. Holy fuck, you know, how's the weather up there? <laughs> That's the thing about evil online streamers, you know, all of y'all are freaking tall, you know? I There's... so I I brought my wife to E Vegas 2018. Um and she made the comment she was she was very surprised at how attractive everyone was. Oh at, my. At, the, at this gaming convention. She's like, there's a lot of hot guys here. This is weird. So I think she was she was expecting a bunch of fat neck beards, but there's some good looking people that play Eve. But That's true though. It's, it's I agree and, with that. And, but at this so also like you're right. There there's two there's two Eve players come in two sizes. We're either really tall or really short. There's no in between. <laughs> no, no, not really. You know, especially streamers like you, Bjorn B, uh, Drayden, Dirk is tall. Drayden's tall as fuck. Yeah. There he oh, is. Oh, he's saying in chat, <laughs> a he's a small man. man. Oh, whatever, dude. You're taller than I am. <laughs> yeah, like hanging out with streamers in Evil Alliance, like hanging out with the basketball team. You're like, hey, guys, how's it going there, you know? God. Shit. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I was glad to meet Mrs. Manic that one time in Vegas. It was, uh, it was, it, good, it was good, you know? Yeah, 2018 it's, was uh, a good one. 2018 was, was good. I met a lot of... A lot of new people that are called friends now, you know, it's uh, Vegas for me is tough to make to um, personally, because it's actually more expensive to go to Vegas than to go to Reykjavik. 
And as much as I, really? I like Vegas, yeah, because I don't know, like international flights or something. And uh, oh, that's bizarre. For you, it's the well. Um, you, you, you 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 drive there, right? Yeah, so, um, I, I'm I have, right, I have to fly. I'm right next door from Vegas, so it's really <laughs> cheap for me to go. Yeah, so it's like I I like meeting U.S. based players because kind of like they know me better. Going to FanFest, you do meet some U.S. players, but you also meet a lot of Europeans, which is cool because it's people that I've never met before. But it's um. I think I prefer to go to Reykjavik a little bit more because it's cheaper and it's a bigger event. It's so a... if I could, I w- yeah, if I could, I could make it make it to both. But usually, I end up going going to FanFest instead. Yeah, uh, uh. FanFest is a very very unique experience. Vegas is too. Vegas is oh like yeah for a sure party. But if, I mean, like I, th- I think people say if you want to. If you want to go to a, a a meetup to really learn and talk about the game, you go to FanFest. But if you want to go to a meetup and just have a good time with people and party yes. and may, maybe learn a little bit about the game, then you go to Vegas. I agree. I mean, actually, both times. I shit. <laughs> Either making it to Vegas or FanFest, I don't think I've ever sat through anything but the opening and the closing ceremony. Just because in Vegas you are the partying with other people, or at FanFest, I try to help out with Eve TV. So for me, it's like, yeah, oh, that's so much <laughs> you know, fun. it's a totally so different experience. Much fun. Right? Oh my god! It? <laughs> it's actually like meeting devs that are not precisely working on the game; they're actually working like behind the scenes on yeah. like media, and that's, that's very cool. They have a lot of cool insights into what we do here right now on stream, uh, as well as like a little bit of. T- points about uh, about the, the game as well so yeah hi bjorn b by the way you're so, also a freaking bjorn, tall streamer yeah, and, the uh, legend out in chat there he is um funny enough i bumped same vegas 2018 i bumped into him randomly on the strip he's like hey reload i'm like hey 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 bjorn b i didn't know you're here <laughs> He's like, oh, so what's there to do here? It's my first time here. I'm like, well, you can either walk north or south on the strip and have fun, you know, <laughs> take pictures. <laughs> By the way, Vegas, it's a, it's a unique town. I've been there twice. Once, maybe years ago. And second time in, in 2018. And I could see the city change after that shooting. Uh, you know, it's uh, it was different. Kind of like some things for the better, some things a little bit more like on on edge. But I've out of all American cities, I think I felt the safest in Vegas at all times of the day and night, except at nine a.m. I so <laughs> backstory. Okay, backstory. Let's back it up. I I got into Vegas late because my flight was delayed from Toronto. I had a connection in shit Atlanta. And so we were on a tour on the tarmac sitting. All of a sudden, the captain's like, uh, We have a difficulty with our airplane. So we're going to taxi back to the gate. And I'm like, Oh, fuck. I had like half an hour to make the connection. And because they had to like do the thing, I missed the connection by like 10 minutes. So I had to take a later flight from Atlanta to Vegas. So I arrived at Vegas at like midnight or something like that. By the time I was in the hotel, it was 2 a.m. Of course, Vegas never sleeps. Everybody's fucking awake. It's, it's, it, was, it was weird. Um, I get to the, the check-in desk, and they're like, uh, yeah, so we can only offer you 
this room it's a smoking room and i'm like okay i've never been to a smoking room i don't uh, did it's not it's not good <laughs> yeah so i get there and open the door and it's like this wall of smoke and I, you know i thought it was a strong man who could handle anything i walk in there i'm like fuck <laughs> you know so i i i try i try to sleep because i was exhausted at the time so i lie down in my bed and all i could smell is cigarette smoke and i was wide awake until like i don't know 6 a.m maybe i passed out from exhaustion from six to seven i woke up and like fuck it i can't i can't it's, stand it's here anymore. Bad. yeah oh man so I, bad. i've spent one night in a smoking a smoking room at a hotel and yeah. never again mm. Same experience. Like, you know, I'm not a lightweight. I don't cough when people smoke. I don't, I don't like smoke. Uh, I don't yeah. begrudge people that smoke, but it's like staying in the room. I think it messed me up because it was like, it, it is nicotine in the air. So it makes you fucking alert. It's like you have yeah, three cups yeah. of coffee every time you breathe. Um, so yeah, I, I was awake and I'm like, yeah, when those I'm like, you know, whatever you do, just put me in a different room, please. Uh, like, you know, I don't, I don't care which room it is. So I take a stroll. And uh, one thing I wanted to do is I wanted to go down to the Las, well, welcome to Las Vegas sign. Um, because last time I was there, I was, I was with, with, with my wife. We went there and that was like the day of the starting to put up the barricades to actually get in to take a picture at the Ve Vegas sign. We could actually see, see the barricades like in the background as we took like a little selfie of, of us. So I was curious to see what they'd done to the place. And that was actually kind of cool that there's like a, actual stoplights so people, you know, don't get hit by the cars. You can, you can safely cross into the, into the median and uh, get in there. There's, there's like a lineup. That you don't have to pay anything. You just like wait in a line to, to take a picture by the Las Vegas sign. There's photographers there if you want to pay them. There's uh, Elvis there, of course. But yeah, so I wanted to walk there. Um, so I started walking at 9 a.m., right? So I go outside and it's fucking deserted. I mean, maybe two or three cars and nobody there. Also, this has been maybe 20 hours since I last ate. So I'm walking along. I'm having like a sandwich at Subway. I, I keep walking. All of a sudden, I see this, this dude like up ahead. He, he's walking kind of slow. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. That, that doesn't matter. I catch up to him and he speeds up. I'm like, okay, fine. He starts like asking me questions. He was very friendly, very friendly dude asking me questions and like so i'm talking to him friendly chat i look down and he's like he's barefoot he's he he's carrying his shoes and i'm like hey dude what's up with the shoes right he's like oh you know one shoe is broken so i just decided to walk barefoot i'm like <laughs> one shoe is broken <laughs> okay but yeah like 9 a.m is the only time in vegas that i was like a little bit like there's nobody there so if something happens to me nobody will fucking know you know that, that totally <laughs> makes sense because yeah that early morning in vegas is yeah. when is when it's probably the most calm and empty yeah it, it, it is the, the most calm and empty and uh yeah this whole all the crackheads are kind of like <laughs> starting to come up from the, the the tunnels you can see them i mean i i feel bad for the people but it's like it, it is it is it is what it is and it, it is vegas and uh but yeah other, other than that vegas is a very safe town and uh i noticed a lot less like people soliciting the cards first time i was there yeah the, the, There'd be like 20 people lined up at each intersection giving you those cards of call girls, right? Yes. This time oh there was God, nobody I there. That. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, my, my, first, my first experience in Vegas 
was for Defcon actually the the hacker convention. Oh, cool! And I was like, I think sixteen or seventeen. I drove down there with a bunch of bunch of friends, um, much to the dismay of my mother, who thought I was going to get <laughs> murdered or kidnapped. Of um, course, right? <laughs> but yeah, that I I distinctly remember that. There's people mm-hmm. lined up all over the place, ready to give you cards for these call girls. Yeah, you, you don't you don't really see that anymore. No, you, you don't. I think they really cleaned it up after that uh, shooting. There was a lot more police on yeah, the streets for yeah. sure. Yeah, but yeah, that, that was my my biggest experience. But back to uh, walking walking in stations. Okay, so, walking in stations. so the decline of walking. <clears throat> excuse me, the decline yeah. of walking in stations now. So, uh, yeah. where were we? It ran it ran like shit on a lot of people's machines. Oh, no, we yeah. uh, the team developed the other. The station interiors for the other uh, factions. So we got Galente, right, right, Amar, right. and Kaldari. So um, yeah. So so we now have kind of like all the stations developed. So it doesn't matter what stations you land. At the same at the, at the time, there was no Astrohuses. There was no no Citadels. Um, so yeah, there was only NPC stations and the DOS. Um, yeah. So now we got Galente, Kaldari, uh, Amar, Mimitar. Everything was there. The door was still closed. And with every update, the QA team, like Manix said, had to make sure that everything works well with the code for the walking in stations. At the same time, like I said, CCP was developing four different games. They were bleeding subscribers for multiple reasons. And excuse me. They did not they did not want to touch any sort of other expansions to Eve, any sort of like other expansions in gameplay to, to Eve Online with the 10 foot pole, especially something as controversial as walking the stations. Because although it wasn't like this uh, beacon of what, be, what, what angry Eve players rallied against, but it was one of the sore points that uh, the whole like no spaceship Barbie crowd was yelling at on Reddit. So the Eve should be I, only spaceships. I, I think part of it was that CCP realized they shouldn't. They shouldn't do anything unless they can get it right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In, That's instead open. of instead of like iterating on it over over time, it, whatever whatever CCP was going to do with uh, captains' quarters or walking in stations, if they were going to touch it again, they had to get it right. Otherwise, they were just going to lose more goodwill with people. Exactly. Exactly. Because the, the whole idea of like Eve Dev time was uh, a big big sticking point with every update though people be upset and be like yelling why are you doing this and not that um so yeah it was kind of like a tumultuous period in eve online's history maybe somebody else can uh, can talk about that because i'm not really well versed in that in that period but um yeah that's kind of set the stage um high standards in terms of pc hardware making you walking stations kind of optional well not kind of like optional making everybody well most people including myself that actually enjoy this content opt out of it because there was nothing to do in there and uh so that went on for years actually um so eventually world of darkness was announced that you know it's 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 gone no nobody's caring about that and it turned out to be nothing more than vaporware for a variety of reasons uh lots of rework lots of uh, mismanagement uh, the the ip was solid and i'm sure when paradox releases their bloodlines 2 game it's going to be great personally i'm going to play it just because i i play bloodlines 1 i'm curious what where they take the story and how it's played out the graphics look amazing uh but that is world of darkness ip the ccp could have capitalized on but 
but they didn't, and maybe they couldn't for for a variety of reasons. Same thing with Dust 5, 5 and 4. They spent a lot of resources actually polishing the game. And from what I've heard, uh, people that played Dust, they really enjoyed it. A year or two after the release, it was a solid game, but the numbers just weren't there because it was dying hardware. Nobody has it. Nobody cared about PS3 anymore. Everybody moved on to PS4 at the same time. And since most people play even line on PC, so again, I say most. What the fucking idiot am? All people play even Every, line. Everybody on PC. who plays Eve plays it on PC. The fucking PC players. I mean, although right now maybe mobile with Eve. Echoes, Nobody you know? plays Eve on a console. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah, what kind of dumbass are you? <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a big, big, in my opinion, uh, wrong wrong turn in terms of making dust it should have been pc i could see myself having eve client on one screen and dust on the other and like multiple characters i'd probably pay more more su subscription to actually have both on at the same time but um yeah that was in decline vr came on on the scene did not deliver the same results we all know how that ended they uh boxed that idea as well there was no more development for valkyrie even though the latest was actually quite great so dust went away world of the world of doctors went away um valkyrie kind of went away even though it has nothing to do with um walking in stations but here you have walking in stations and with every update you have to update it and make sure it works well make sure it's all maintained and then the they take a look at how many people actually use walking stations, and it was something dismal, like 5% of people. I think it was less than 5% of the population yeah. actually still used Captain's Quarters after so many years. Yeah, and it makes sense. Like, why would you use it when there has not been any new content in it for the last five, six years? So it was, uh, they, they killed it. And I understand the decision to kill it because it didn't make sense but it's kind of like they forced the death of it because there was nothing to iterate upon um i'm kind of surprised we still have the character modeling screen like why what wh why have it don't you have to spend more time actually updating it with every new iteration or every new expansion i'm assuming it's kind of like the same code you have to make sure that it works well maybe it's separate i'm not a i'm not really well versed in gaming code but um yeah, now we have all these cosmetics that we can purchase that we still get through events and they're completely useless and like, why why, why, why do we care? Uh, but yeah, that was the slow death. It, it went out not with a bang, but with a whimper and they just announced it and very few people cared. I, few people cared. Um, I cared. I know a few other people. I think Manic, you know, Luna, right? She used to use... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. She used to use Captain's Quarters a lot. Yep. It's... Um, in the way for some she introduced me to uh, a very hilarious bug mm. in yeah <laughs> in the <laughs> that was a good creator <laughs> where you could if you if you clicked a certain number of buttons in sequence at the character creation screen you could take a portrait with no shirt on so I you remember could, that you could pose your character in all kinds of sexy ways <laughs> completely topless i i did a whole stream where I, I just I modeled my character for two hours <laughs> shirtless, and I still have all the screenshots that I took. Yeah, Lulu was that's, Lulu that's, was all that's awesome. It. Yeah, so for even though it was less than five percent, I, I 
I think, and I kind of, what do you call it, inferred that there was probably a lot more people that cared about it. They just didn't, didn't use it. I know I was one, one of those people. Uh, I cared about it. I hoped maybe they will reiterate on it. Maybe eventually it'll come back. Or like they will develop more. But um, that was kind of like the final nail. They saw that only less than 5% people are using it. So they, 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 they axed it. Um, strangely enough, for the past two years, like it, it was gone in 2017, if my memory serves me right. Uh, I made this like tribute video and it was it to, was like poured in with people commenting probably was what was one of my most commented video at the time people like just being sad about it thought like you know what i wish i could have used it more etc 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 and in the last year or so i could see more people kind of going back to the same video and commenting on it which is like weird to me to like bring back captain's quarters and i'm like well you know what yes i agree with you but how can we do that yeah i i think people I think people have come around to the the idea in concept, like being mm -hmm. able to walk around in station. Like you said, there's 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 still to this day plenty of detractors that want yes. they, these people just want Eve to be about spaceships and nothing else. But I th I mm -hmm. think over the years there's there's been definitely more people who have opened up to the idea of you know, the interaction as their own avatar. It's, there's, there's a lot of possibilities there. That's right. Um, so funny enough, I was at the charity dinner at Hilmer's table in, actually, what was it, 2018? Maybe 2019? I don't remember which, whatever, whatever it was. So the topic came up. I didn't bring it up. <laughs> Strangely, it wasn't me that brought it up. But he said that as long as player base supports it, they will do it. Then came the whole, then came the whole buyout by the cacao, uh, right? Oh yeah. And at the same time, somebody tweeted. I don't remember who saying because uh, Black Desert Online has probably the best character creator to this date for all the MMOs. Like their models are gorgeous, and you can actually model it more perfectly than you can with the current Eve Online character creation. So somebody commented, like, does that mean that, uh, you know, walking station is coming back? And I think he'll reply something along the lines of, like, you never know, or, you know, it's a possibility. And that, like, sent people, like, and, you know, frizzy. He, he doesn't want to <laughs> say definitively one yeah, way or yeah. the other, you know. Of course not. Yeah, th that makes sense. You, you got to make sure that most of your player base agrees you with wanna it. Your, you want to keep the, the avenues open for the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like you, you, you appease everything. You got to be... Diplomatic, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, diplomatic. That's a good word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so strangely, since it was, since the whole like feature was killed, I see more support for it right now. And personally, I, I never understood why people are so against it because, to me personally, it doesn't take away from the spaceship game. It 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 only enhances it in a in a way of in in inviting more people to Eve Online. Because there's very few games out there that are not avatar based; they're only like spaceship based. Um, so, with more people in it that are kind of enticed by the avatar gameplay, that means it's better for Eve Online as a whole because we have more people playing it. That means more people get into to the spaceship aspect of it. And if anything, the avatar aspect of it, it's only social. It's not gameplay. You don't play any games. You just maybe you run around a station, you talk to a few people. 
um, you spend your ISK or Plex on whatever clothing or items in your hangar or items in your quarters, which brings more profit to CCP. Let's let's be honest here. People like their cosmetics. Uh, like right now, people are shelling out money for skins for sure. ships. Yeah. Right? So yeah, I never understood the detractors that are like, so it only should be pure spaceship game because it does not take away from the gameplay. At the same time, let's take a look at uh, Star Citizen, for example, because they do have both. You play as part of a spaceship and you play as part of, a, of the Avatar. And to me, frankly, I think EVE Online is a far better, more superior game to Star Citizen. Even when it's complete, let's say, for example, let's assume it's going to be complete within, within let, the next year. Let, let's assume that Star Citizen yeah. will ever see a, re a proper release. It, Exactly. Let's just assume that it's released. I mean, it looks gorgeous. I played a free version of it last year. It fried my computer, actually. Like, literally fried it. Um, my computer shut down, like, every time I played it. I didn't realize it killed my computer until three months later when I tried to play No Man's Sky. And that started shutting down my computer. Something, like, fried either my PSU or my, my video card. So I had to replace both. Um, yeah, it, it's a gorgeous game. Uh, you can play as an avatar. Uh, you can't design your avatar yet. So EVE has that edge already making better looking avatars. Uh, ships in EVE, are, they're different compared to Star Citizen. Star Citizen is more about manual piloting, kind of like Elite Dangerous, whereas EVE Online is more about the, in the interaction. Um, but at the same time, what, what EVE has and will always have is this player base and player-run economy, and player-run industry, and player-run corporations, and this this base of players that hopefully, unless the game ends, will they will never go away. And this is what forms the fabric of a successful MMO: is the players that invest their time, energy, and money into making this game work. Um, it even like could easily beat Star Citizen in every aspect. Including graphics, you, you know, because you know, Star Citizen is aiming for this high tier, only supercomputers can run it. Probably your computer can run it now, no, Manic, now that you have upgraded it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe my computer can, can, uh, can run it. But EVE Online is more accessible to more people, meaning more people will be able to play it. So, yeah, I don't understand why there's so many detractors to it. Maybe it's because of the history. It's very, very likely because uh, they don't want to see dev time wasted. Um, maybe it's because of the history that they just didn't want this to be around or they, they think that somehow developing the avatar-based gameplay will take away from Spaceship Game, but I don't think that's the case. Well, I so speaking as somebody who was formerly a, a detractor of walking in stations... Um, development I'll, I'll just say this this is my own dumb drunk opinion i don't know if it's true or not but development resources are not infinite right no, Espe especially not. with ccp like mm -hmm. they they're they're squeezing every drop they can out of the team that they have so to to develop a proper walking in stations expansion as players expect it like as as we hope it would be they would either have to hire a ton more people or they would have to take away, they would have to use development resources that are being devoted to the core space game. So I, mm -hmm. I, can, I can understand where people are coming from. 
Yes. I'm I'm not there anymore. I'm not I'm not at that point in my in my thinking. I do think walking in stations could be a great thing for Eve because yeah, there's there's plenty of people out there who would love to play Eve, but they, for 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 one reason or another, they don't like the fact that for all intents and purposes, they are a spaceship. They mm-hmm. they they want space Barbie. You know, they want to have mm-hmm. their character to walk around in. They want their physical representation in the game. Um, mm-hmm. But so yeah, I I can I can kind of see both sides of it. But uh, at the same time, yeah, ultimately, I do hope it comes back one day. Yeah, I agree with you one hundred percent. Because right now, as we know, there is this unannounced title the CCP is working on. We don't That's know what right. the hell it is. It's their their London team, right? Yeah, I don't know if it's Project Nova being redesigned or something different. I don't know if it's a different MMO whatsoever. It's very shrouded in mystery, so we don't know what that dev team is working on right now. And like you said, yeah, dev team, the dev time is precious. So I don't see walking stations coming back anytime soon, but I do see it as a potential tool for new players that tethers themselves to Eve Universe. Because I think part of it is some people just can't connect to their spaceship, especially when you're supposed to lose your spaceship daily. You, you know what I mean? That some people need the psychological link to yeah. this is my character. Um, you you might lose your ship, but your character is you can always fall back on that. Like as as that's kind right. of a, an anchor, a psychological anchor. Yeah, yeah. That's right. At least that's my my thoughts. I could be fucking talking talking out my ass here right now, but <laughs> um yeah, um, I don't see it coming back, like, like I said. And, and I don't mind it. Like right now with the new expansion, I'm kind of actually back in the game. I'm following Discords. I'm, f- I'm fleeting up <laughs> for all intents and purposes. I haven't done that in so many years. So like whatever CCP is doing right now with reshaping HiSec, I kind of enjoy it. Maybe it's my, maybe I become a bit of vet and now I'm like, let's fuck shit up, you know? <laughs> let's stick it to Care Bears, even though I myself started as one. And probably if I start today, I'd be like, yeah, go eat and calm. Let's, let's keep HiSec alive. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that is my story of walking stations, how I felt about it. And uh, hope it's, it's going to come back, but I don't think it will anytime soon. Well, I, you know, we, the, who knows what the future may hold. CCP has surprised know. us before in, in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for now they're going to be busy with Treglavians uh, yeah, for yeah. a while. We'll, we'll see how that chapter unfolds. Uh, there, there's a lot of like, what do you call it? Hype about it suspense if you will with like devs telling oh my god it's going to be so awesome once you figure right. out the ending <laughs> right which hopefully it will be um, yeah, it'll be interesting yeah, to I, see how it develops mm-hmm. so it's um i think at this point in time because eve has been such a long long mmo like long duration mmo for for so many years that now they're just trying to spice things up in any any way they can because they know any year could kind of be where people are just like, you know what, fuck it. You know what, I'm not paying money anymore. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're at 17 years now, aren't we? Mm-hmm. And besides that, I think only World of Warcraft lasted this long, right? Yeah, we're, uh, World of Warcraft launched in 2005, I think. 2004, mm-hmm. 2005, and Eve launched a year prior to that, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's some kind of 
Personally, I think I won't stop following Eve until it, it literally dies. I'm, I'm going to be here until it shuts down. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, like I'm sure you you are the same way right now. I don't play for the game. I play for the people. For the and people. Like, I go, yeah. Yeah. I go to Eve meets, and uh, like I said, aside from the latest expansion, I didn't really care what's happening with with the game. Honestly, it's just like whatever. You know what? Yeah, I'll log in. I'll play for a little bit to pass the time. I don't have that much time anymore to, to, to devote like countless hours to fleet ops and CTAs and all the kind of stuff. So I'm more of a casual player, but it's it's about the people. And I think the longer the new bros play the game, they realize the same thing. <clears throat> and I wish I would have gotten into metagaming a lot earlier than than I did, but I'm glad that I did eventually. And I met people like you and then I met more, more people at FanFest to really connect. And uh, yeah. If anything, what EVE Online has done successfully is forge friendships along with, among people from across the world. I think that is the legacy of EVE, if it ever shuts down. Hopefully not, but that is. That's, God, you hit the nail on the head. Like, I, and I, this has crossed my mind multiple times. Even if EVE shuts down, whenever that day comes, uh, you know, we're all, we're, we will all still be here. And we'll, right. we'll all still be going to, I, I picture like, even even if the game shuts down, we'll all still show up at Vegas and Reykjavik, you <laughs> know, right. we'll, we'll yeah. all still be going to these meets <laughs> just to talk about, you know, the good old days. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to be those old geezers, you know, <laughs> we're, we're going to be in our retirement homes talking, swapping <laughs> war stories. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. So for, I'm forever grateful that I have, you know, Spend it fifteen bucks a month to actually join Eve Online back in tw- back in twenty ten. Honestly, as far as hobbies go, fifteen bucks a month is pennies. It's not bad. That's nothing. It's not bad. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> so that's right. Anyway. Well, ma'am, uh, unless you have anything more to uh, to lay down here, I I think that's that's going to be the end of this episode. Uh, just one more thing. Remember that uh, pants off for <laughs> walking the stations thing. Did you say pants off? Pants off. Remember, I posted a screenshot of my character not oh wearing pants. Oh my god, pants. I remember this. Yes. And you posted one too. You replied to me. You were like this the only like, person to reply like to me. Three or four years ago. Oh my god. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, we took screenshots of us of our of our characters not wearing any pants. <laughs> Holy yep. shit! I totally remember that. Oh my god. <laughs> that was like my favorite moment. I'm like, that you know what? Great. I just realized. Yeah, yeah I could think of picture of my my avatar without pants I'm like hey you know what pants off for walking in pants stations pants off for walking in stations hashtag pants <laughs> off so yeah that's uh, that's the the only other thing i would like to add that's great well uh man thank you so much for coming on i i man, very much appreciate thank it. you for, the, for doing this i uh i really appreciate this kind of a podcast i mean we have a lot of podcasts in even online where aside from open comms where it's like all oh, just free-for-all craziness we have a lot of like very structured very serious in-game topics that people get gather around and talk about and i'm like i don't know personally i find it a little bit dull like i follow follow up comms i try to catch the um the talking to stations show not now and then uh but the rest i'm like i just don't care but this thing you bring players you are it's not really about the game it's more about the personality of the players and what they have to say about the game. And I think that's way more entertaining than talking about the nitty-gritty of the latest dev block. Because you know what? At this point in time, for you and I that play the game for 10 years, who cares? 
Yeah. We're personally, just, personally, we're just you know. Here to have fun, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and this is this is fun. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. And I'm looking forward to more episodes of your show. Hey, well, thank you, man. Thank you, thank you for coming on and and telling your story. Um, and yeah, the, I mean, the whole point of this, I think I I mentioned at the start of the show that that the point of this is not to like set the record straight on anything. Oh no, no. This <laughs> this is just people people telling their own stories in their own drunken words and uh, having a good time right on so all right well with that i'm going to call it thank you so much reload cheers to you sir go go and buy yourself a did you just spill (laughs) your beer all over your keyboard thankfully not because i almost finished it you know cut it just in time (laughs) good (laughs) okay well um, yeah thank you sir uh for for anybody out there watching this live or watching the recording or listening to the podcast if you have a story that you want to tell on drunk eve history reach out to me at manic velocity on twitter um and uh with that let's throw a host over to somebody who's streaming eve right now you know what's what's amazing is that there's so many new streamers that i don't even know and that's to, to me that warms my heart yeah, there, there's there's the the Eve streamer community has grown so much in the last few years. It's it's great. Um, I I did this did this uh, last time with Elise. We're gonna throw a host or a raid over to 404 HD. Oh, uh, he's awesome. He's he's, he's awesome. the only one in on my list that's streaming Eve right now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, thanks again, man. Very much appreciated. Uh, thank you, everybody out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh seven. Peace out, be excellent to each other, and we'll see you next time.